Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and today's episode isn't sticking to tradition. It's because I've written and updated a millennial version of Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, no. It's called Spotify in My Crib. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the highlights from this Jewish American musical are the health-conscious opening number, Prologue Nutrition, <laughs> the dating song, Tinder Rap, Tinder Rap, and of course... If I were insta-famous, there's To Brunch, the classic Froyo tune, Handle of Handles, <laughs> our dream sequence, Old School Inception, a.k.a. Tevye's VR experience, Oh my God. the deliciously yummy Capri Sunrise, Sunny D set, <laughs> the emotional Do You Love My Facebook status, mm-hmm. and Far right. From the Tweet I Liked. <laughs> That's good. But of course, the grand finale is... Emoji Tefka. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. <laughs> Wait, yeah. but there should also be like emojis in the VR dream sequence. For sure. For really sure. want to see this musical. <laughs> it's really in good. VR, completely. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a hit. Uh, so obviously. look no. out for it. Um, but joining us today are the usual musicians in a very dangerous spot, including Kevin, Jewish at heart, Jager. Yeah, obviously. Our obviously. game master, Kimberly, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. Stay safe on the roofs. (laughs) (laughs) And with us today is somebody who, among her many credits, you may have seen in the West End in Women in White and Fiddler on the Roof, or here on Broadway in Fiddler on the Roof. Here on the Broadway! (laughs) Broadway! Broadway! Broadway. Anyone else? Oh, hello. (laughs) Uh, Her book, a sequel to Fiddler on the Roof, after Anna Tefka, is out now. (laughs) I actually wrote, is not out. (laughs) (laughs) You did write it with an exclamation point. Because I misspelled now. Um, But it is out. (laughs) Um, the book is not out. No, it's not. No, it is. Go get it. Um, let's give a big, broad wasted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show, Alexandra Silver. Hi. Hi. I loved your um, your fiddler your fiddler update. Your yes. millennial fit like that is that was spot on. Spot right? on. Well, you know when we were doing it. I, speaking of broad wasted yeah. and fiddler on the roof, I came up with a bunch of ideas for lobby cocktails. Oh, go for it. Um, matchmaker's Mark. Oh, okay. yeah. sounds great. Pretty simple. Oh. For the midnight matinee. And the White Russian, as is. <laughs> as is. 
for some reason, these didn't these didn't make it. Really? They didn't make I the can't cut. believe the producers didn't jump on that. Like, yeah. But we did have something I think called like Cosmopolitan on the roof, and I wanted to be like, guys, with a K. Really? Is that just a Cosmopolitan? With that, a K. With a K would have been funny, <laughs> but no, is the answer. Wow. I know. That would have been really funny. But yeah, it's I, like with I, Russian vodka only. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But Pop no. off. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so yes, hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for joining Yay. us. Um, if you wanted to follow her elsewhere, it's Al Silbs on social media. Yes. A-L-S-I-L-B-S. That's right? correct. B is in Bravo. 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 Or Boston. The no, I, I feel like my fate has been S-I-L-B as in Boston, E-R. Mm. Oh, because, do people say silver uh, all the time? Like, well, that's what they hear, yeah, yeah. And it's such an interchangeable sound, I think. So... Mm. But it's been fun. When I was living in England, actually, and people would say, you know, Alexandra Silva, the, the most common pronoun- uh, spelling was S-Y-L-B-A. Isn't that crazy? Oh. oh I know. Silva. Like so, almost like Sylvia. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, an honor to be here. And yeah. thanks thanks for the booze. What a great segue into. What, what are you are drinking? What are you drinking? Speaking of uh, Russian, I'm having a vodka and soda. Cool. There you, go. Um, it, it, you know, I, I vacillate. In the summer. I like, I have seasonal beverages. Totally. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely a um, winter bourbon and red wine drinker, depending on occasion. Mm-hmm. I have to be a little careful with the bourbon, because... I was going to say, my, you can't do bourbon all the time. No, also my body doesn't, like, love the gluten thing, mm. right? Mm. But um, in the summer, mm, I love a gin and tonic. I love a gin and tonic. Me too. However, <laughs> gin makes me crazy. I've heard that have you from heard people. This? It, I can have. Kevin has found an article on that. Yeah. I mean, I, but no joke. I am. I mean, I fully become like one gin and tonic. I am the life of the party. Yeah. Two gin and tonics, or is it gins and tonics? <laughs> it, would, it would be gin and G- genie. G and T's, saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I turn fully into. You never loved me. Like I become that person. And the guy's like, <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah, for some like a nice, sensible, low-carb, non-crazy making beverage. <laughs> <laughs> this interview that will reach the world. There you go. <laughs> so that's that's my uh, that's why. Yes, there we are. <laughs> Kimberly, what are you drinking? I have some cupcake Sauvignon Blanc, Ooh. a departure from Fancy. my normal gin and tonic. Tush, 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 to which I true. <laughs> I was gonna say touche, and then I and then I was gonna say true, and it came out tush, and then you said kept saying tush. <laughs> I'm having wine as well. Oh. The Does gin Sauvignon make Blanc. me crazy? And I don't know. No, well, I think, apparently I don't think you're crazy on gin. I think no, you're okay. but no matter what you <laughs> no matter what you drink, you smell like gin. That's the weird thing. She could that drink. She's gonna drink a wine all night and later she's going to smell like gin. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't get it. It's in your blood. But my husband says it too. Maybe yeah. it's because you're a redhead. Oh. And we just always smell like, like gin. Like ginger and... Oh, I see. <laughs> but you know, there's all sorts of funny redhead phenomena. Like you're, you're, oh, you, know, yes. you need more anesthesia. Um, a, you don't have The souls. blood of a redhead like... plus the venom of a basilisk will get you gold. <laughs> True. Thank you. Really? I read a whole infographic once. On Harry Potter stuff? No, on redhead lore. 
Oh, yeah, oh, redhead it's real. lore. My first yeah, like that's a real was lore. A redhead. Was and it? and a lefty. So he was just a Whoa. whole bunch of recessive so many genes. Things. I know. Yeah. Wow. But he had what color. a punnet square that must have been. It was quite something. Was but his he, name Damien? No, but my 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 one of the bigger relationships of my life was someone named Damien. Oh, so really? I was just yeah. But um, yeah. no, he had my, my first boyfriend a color like the color of an orange peel, you know. He was oh, the color orange. of an orange peel? His hair was. Oh, oh. I was gonna say like the Not Simpsons. His skin. <laughs> was was Damien an orange? Did you was your first boyfriend an orange? <laughs> No, but um, so I've always had a you know a little huh, for real. affection. Yeah, for exactly. Um, what are you beer. drinking? Okay, great. What I kind? Have an Arrowhead beer. Oh, it's actually quite nice. Um, I haven't had a beer in a little while, so it's it's refreshing for this. Like it's like since last weekend when we were at the beach and all we mm-hmm. did was drink beer and eat food. It's been a week. Okay. That's a long time. <laughs> Can we ask, a long time is there a, a specific beverage? Or have you ever? Let's start. Have you yes. ever? Yeah. Have you ever yes. gone? After consuming a beverage? Absolutely, but water. Oh, okay. Never anything other than water. Because I, I've always gone, who, who does that? And, w- and in what circumstances? Has that ever happened to you guys? When you're like really, really hot. I think I used to do it as a kid because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Right. Learned you... behavior. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Totally. I was going to say, like, I, when I think of that, I think of like being at the beach club and like after being out in the ocean and yeah. stuff, like coming out and getting like a lemonade because it's like totally different from like yeah. the saltiness right. of the beach. There are things that seem to summon it like a Coke, you know, or yeah. so like, yeah. should, we, should we just try it right now? Sure. Okay, yeah, let's ready? all. Okay. Cheers. 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 <laughs> <sighs> so. That didn't feel natural. No, it felt forced. <laughs> because no, I think I do it a lot. <laughs> now that I've done that. I, I think I... The I'm, plan thing we just did didn't feel natural. <laughs> what I'll say is, like, when I drank it, I had to breathe in again to exhale. Yes. Whereas... Did you breathe in on the drink? Was no. It like a, so, oh. t- so, like, I think when I do do that sound, it's when I'm, like, in a right. rush to drink it, and I'll, like... As I'm drinking, I'll also guzzle down air, and like it's literally not refreshing. It's more like, oh. right? Yeah. It's it's a, it's a sort of sigh of relief. Have you ever seen little kids drink really really quickly? Yes. yes. And they go, yeah. and it's really adorable. But I think you're just talking about the adult version of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. So well, I just want to say I felt you're I feel closer now. I feel like we've we've set that we've foundation. Excellent. And now I'm going to accidentally do it all night. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? I, I think I do kind of do it. So Maybe. how about this? If somebody has like a particular witticism or... We'll we all just... have to do that together? Yeah. I, I love that. I think that's what we should okay. do. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad we got the rules. Don't hold your breath. Ah. Oh. Oh. Um, so let's go into our next segment okay. called What Have You Seen This Week? What Have You Seen This Week? <gasps> or we recently. We saw things. We saw a lot of things. We both saw Indecent. Yes. Mm. We're very happy that it was extended, so we got the opportunity to actually see it. Mazel tov, yeah. Indecent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Blessing got to see Indecent a while ago, so I'm so and glad you guys I... got to see it so we can... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, and we haven't talked about it yeah, yet. We, we, we haven't all? talked. No, I haven't seen okay. it yet, but I, I intend to see it next week. Yeah, awesome. Good. Sure. Definitely. It yeah. was really heartwarming to see them at the curtain call, too, because they were all surprised that they got extended. Totally. So they had a post bow speech and they were like just tell all your friends to come because we didn't know we'd be here so like just keep coming guys there's something so magical too about the 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 day after the show is supposed to close you have that feeling of oh had the show not closed tonight i'd be putting my clothes on now i'd be saying this now i'd be right and they actually got to have that experience do you know what i mean i'm like oh but i'm still this shouldn't we shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. but we're here it's so kind of i never thought about that the ephemeral nature of theater is 
what makes it special. It's what exactly. makes it, you know, that it isn't eternal. It's a moment in time. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really neat. Um, the I love the original play, God of Vengeance, uh-huh. as well, which yes. I, I want saw, to read it now. I having saw seen it this. in Yiddish oh, downtown at La Mama. And I just want, can I give a shout out to yeah. an un, a relatively unknown actress? Her name was Shana Schmidt. Who played oh, the leading she girl? She has my last name. Yes, she is. She played the leading girl in the God of Vengeance production mm-hmm. at La Mama, and she, even though I did not speak a word of Yiddish except for, well, maybe Oyve, I speak those sure. words. Sure. Yeah. Um, she blew my mind. She blew awesome. my mind and made me so excited about indecent. Were coming. there super titles? There during... were super titles. Oh, okay. Um, it was super. Yeah. It was. It was. It was super. But yeah. So she was amazing, and um, no, it made me very excited to see indecent. Yeah. So I intend to see it. Yeah. Um, I would say that even more so to me, the most interesting part of the show was mm-hmm. actually the history of God of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yiddish as a language is so emotional. You mm-hmm. know, it's got so many frictives, and like it, it's one of those where you. You can sort of see how a language affects the temperament of a yeah, people, yeah. and you can see it. You know, people say you can see that quality in indecent, which I can't wait to. Mm. to yeah, bear such with a shame. My favorite part was just there are also super titles in indecent that oh. sort of tell you where they are, okay. but also they tell you where uh, what country they're in, mm. and they say what language they're speaking, but they're speaking English the whole time. That's cool. So it'll say in <laughs> Yiddish, and so you'll see all these people have this normal conversation, and then they'll go to America and say in English and then they have accents and it's like all broken and it's broken it's amazing and so it's this weird world of like you know how this person can talk and you're watching them struggle with a language even though you've seen them as an actor speak that oh it was so good and then at one point they do a very pivotal moment in Yiddish Mm -hmm. and it was that much more effective because it was just like yeah this is what you're supposed to be doing the whole time and the staging was gorgeous Mm-hmm. The the deserved best director for a play. At, um, yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Was, it really worked well because in the court, which is a smaller theater, it worked well in that kind of intimate. And the Broadway actors space. knew what they were doing, which I is what like you the, tell yes. the direction on because they were switching characters so often, uh-huh. and you could tell that yep. no one was ever confused or unclear yeah. of where they in were. A, so a, the audience was never confused or unclear. In a weird way, and I don't know, if this is a good example, but it's kind of like the come from away of plays right now in mm. that everybody's playing the same part, like different parts but it's everything is so clear oh, like as that. to what character they're playing I know there are a lot of plays like that but just in terms of what's playing right now see yeah. I, would, I would agree with that even one step further whereas <laughs> with come from away how um, <laughs> with come from away how I felt like not only was it like such an ensemble piece but the audience has as a whole had like a collective experience because of remembering like what that meant to them. Yeah. It was so intense because I mean, I'm a a Roman Catholic boy. Well, grown up that way. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a lot of these experiences with uh, like Yiddish theater and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I was deeply impacted by like the feelings in the theater coming from the people around me and just having these people who, because I saw it early in the run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were a lot of people there who were obviously deeply affected because this was their grandparents. Some of them was their parents. Some of them was them as children. Mm -hmm. And so being around these people and feeling that collective experience of that was like even more powerful in the intimate setting of that theater. So, um, so go see Indecent. Yes. Yes. Comes. Uh, it ends August sixth, I believe. Yes. Um, definitely go see it. You can get really great prices on things like Today Ticks. Um, I'm one of the faces of Today Ticks. Oh, don't worry. We'll oh, be yeah. talking about, oh, we're all about it. So if you want to get a, you know, then I can say, hey, 
And you'll be like, hey, assholes. Um, <laughs> before we go to the next show, how did that happen? Oh, God. I like How when they did, did the, that happen. When they did the update, you like came up, and I was like, "What?" Ourselves. Okay, so I got an email from them directly that was like, "Hi, we're doing this," and I was actually working at the McCarter at the time, so I was in Princeton. You're doing, um, don't tell Mur- me, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that was the train I was making. No, I got, I got that. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was working in at the McCarter at the time, and I got this email saying, do you, would you like to, you know, we're doing this new campaign. And I thought, can I be honest? I actually thought, free haircut. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, I just, you know, for those of you listening, I have a very short haircut. And I thought, they're going to have hair and makeup people, and they're going to cut do your my hair, hair, and it's going to be fabulous. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and then I guess what I sort of reason. assumed, but I also sort of assumed that it was like a very wide net of performers. Um, because if I'm being really honest, I thought I am, by the time I got there and I saw who was involved, I thought, all right, I'm the least famous person here. Um, so focus on the free haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And the truth, and Billy Kidd shot the photographs, you know, amazing, amazing photographer. And And gunslinger. And gunslinger. (laughs) In fact, I think his hashtag, yes, I think his hashtag on Instagram is, I was shot by Billy the Kid. (laughs) I hope so. So great. That's perfect. If that were your name, do you know what I mean? Um, Lean in. Like also, if you're, P.S., if your last name were Kid. You know, you you married into the kid family, right? And you had a son. I would be all over. We're naming this kid William. He will be Billy the kid. Of course, and that yes. is what's going on. And your on. daughter's gonna be Eartha. Correct. So she can be Eartha kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. Hold yep. on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. <sighs> Very good work. And then if you had a cousin, you can oh, name him Michael. Mike kid. Michael, Michael kid. kid. Michael kid. The choreographer. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought you were trying to make. A, I thought you were trying to make a joke on like my kid, like my kid. No, just straight up Broadway. You couldn't have a second <laughs> kid. You had to have a cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. Of course. You don't know my family. <laughs> you don't know the kids. You don't know the kids. The kids are great. The kids are all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there great, you go. Uh, great movie. Anyway, going back to the Today Dick's answer, that was definitely what happened to me. I was like, I really can't believe that. So you got a haircut. Whatever, I got a haircut, Perfect. and was then for like, one? it was great, and then for a couple delicious months and ongoing, I'm, I say hi when you buy some tickets for today And they tics. paid you $10 million, so why not? They <laughs> actually, can I tell you, this is something I love, we're giving today tickets some love today. Yeah. yeah. For everyone that participated, uh, they made a huge donation to the ACLU. Yes. Oh. And I, that made me super happy. That's so cool. Yeah. That's, did you say anything recently that you enjoyed? Oh, I wanted to go back to this. Yeah. So it's still that segment. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Our segment somehow. <laughs> yes. So the most I, I have to be honest, the most amazing thing I think I've seen in like a few years um, in New York was that New York theater workshop, and it was the duet plays. Um, oh. oh my goodness! Uh, the most absolutely beautiful work I've seen, both in terms of writing, direction, and acting. Oh, intimacy. It was absolutely gorgeous. So the first play was called Her Portmanteau, and the second play was called The Sojourners. And um, absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, Ultimately, apparently, going to be part of 
a nine-place cycle about Nigerian immigration in America. And the playwright is Nigerian-American, and this is basically her working through the comings and goings of her family. And in these two plays that were directed side by side, you see sort of the, uh, the arc of one particular maternal character from her, her just after she emigrates to Texas, um, her giving birth to her first daughter, and then the second play happens, um, you know, when she when her daughter is an adult, and the same actress played the same woman as the mother, and then as her daughter, oh. and that central performance was out of this world. I got comps to see this show, mm -hmm. and went totally blank slate, which I just want to say is my favorite way to see theater. Me oh, too. About that. Just I don't know right? what this is. Let's see I don't know show. what this is. Like, you go, I know the title. You go, and also it's yeah. funny when you go, um, which was more or less indecent for us. That's true. I don't know about any of you guys or about any of you listeners, but I just, I love to be an audience member that goes with a really open heart. I always mm -hmm. want the play to win. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, um, yeah. You know, sure. it's, you can feel as an actor and you can feel also as a fellow audience member when you, you can smell and feel haters. You know what I mean? And it's horrible to endure as an actor on stage. You can see it. Um, you can feel it. And so I just, I love to be as generous as I can energetically. Um, but... This truly, like, got into the honeycomb of my bone marrow. Like, this was a very moving Wait, story. that's an awesome phrase. I know. Thanks. Honeycomb, <sighs> <laughs> 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 I'm going to write that down. Um, hopefully, they'll be on, be on sale to be read at some point. Speaking of going in blind to something, guess what I did? <gasps> what did you do? I saw Miss Saigon for the first time. <gasps> first of all. I saw first. I saw John John's um, understudy. Billy Bustamante. Billy Bustamante, who was... Fantastic. I wish that were my name. If my name Billy. were Billy Bustamante, I'd want it to be Billy the Kid. Agreed. Mm. Yes. But I wish that were my name. He was amazing. So, uh, Eva, you, you told oh, me Eva was Eva incredible. was incredible. I was very surprised. And this is just me not knowing the show at all. I was super surprised that the engineer got the last bow. Yeah, that's... Because my association with the show is not... Like Jonathan Price or Correct. My, uh -huh. it's Leah Salonga. Correct. So just for for him to get that was very was weird in the moment for me, even though that's the way the show is. Right. Um, because it's, it's always been done that way in like yeah. in production through the first Broadway and the tours, especially because the show ends on a, like a tablet spoiler of a tableau where the true focus is of Chris over um, Kim, Kim mm -hmm. where the like the engineer's plotline kind of happens in the back a little bit, like, without dialogue. So, like, for him to come out, even though he has the 11 o'clock number, um, it was just weird for him to come out last, especially when you associate that show with the Kim character. I forget that that's the 11 o'clock number. I very much think that the reason that that happened was because in the original production, Leia Slug was a Unknown. brand new, yeah. fresh face that no one knew. Jonathan and Jonathan Price, Price was, was kind of like Jonathan a Price. big name yeah. in the West End. That must be it, yeah. yeah. And that I happens think it's a just lot. become like a standard now that this is who gets the last right. bow. And you know sometimes when like a supporting or a featured character is played by a celebrity or played by, yeah. you know, they often get like the penultimate bow. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You know, that happens, but yeah. how interesting. And um, the helicopter was so sweet. Well... That's why you yeah. go. Um, but That's I forgot right. that the helicopter was in it. It was one of those things where yeah. like, I was excited to see the performance, and then and then the helicopter flashback comes back, and I was like, oh, oh no, oh, this is it. Totally. Wait, the helicopter's during the flashback? At the, in the yeah. second, in act two. Okay. 
I think in my mind, because I saw Miss Saigon very young. In the movie in your mind. In the movie of Miss Saigon in my mind. Right. Because I saw Miss Saigon very young, and then I saw it again in like high school maybe. Mm-hmm. I have a really skewed view of where everything fits. Because I would like skip around the CD so much. Totally. So in my mind, mm. like the helicopter is the end of Act One, the American Dream is the opening of Act Two. Oh no! And like that's just not true. <laughs> Things that are not the case. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say, go see it. It's really good. Yeah. The she's production, great, right? She, I can't wait to see it. She, she, you could. She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, I've never it? seen it either, so <gasps> I would love to see it. Yeah. Oh, go. And I want to go when you, friend of the show Antoine Smith is oh, John. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, it's in a theater that you're familiar with. It's it's a big big theater. It's a huge theater. Yeah. Um, That's why it's gonna house King Kong. King, yeah. Um, King Kong. So I would highly. I was so happy that I. I'm happy that like I got that show under my belt. You know what I mean? Sure. There are some like shows that are like at some point I need to see that. But I but like I just saw Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. <gasps> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I will say one final thing before we talk about Kinky yeah, Boots yeah, yeah. and uh, Panic at the Disco. There's not much to say. Uh, I understand how these guys also wrote Les Mis. Like, like even if I didn't know that they wrote Les Mis as well, like in Walmart, these two would be like in a, a group set. Does that Ooh, make sense? When have you been in a Walmart? What? They don't exist in New York. I lived in Maine for a while. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like JB Fletcher of Murder She Wrote. I love that show so much. (laughs) I just got really excited. Well, uh, this segment's called Kevin and Al Talk About (laughs) Angela Lansbury. I need you to know. Well, you know she's my one and only idol. She's the most wonderful thing ever. Oh, but is she. Oh, no. Is she your background? Is she your iPhone? No, screen? she is not. Screenshot. Cheers. Oh, I'm cheers again. Yes. Yes. Wait, I feel like maybe. Hold on. I feel like maybe your, my cat is named Tatiana Angela Lansbury. No. And yes, let's maybe let's use this moment on the internet to tell you that my cat Tatiana Angela Lansbury Romanov. That's her full name. Um, not only is fabulous she is uh, she has her own Instagram so should you like cats and musical theater because it is go to Neil Simon Theater (laughs) (laughs) it is pictures of my cat Tatiana Angela Andre Romanov with musical theater captions and it is called I Feel Kitty wow well done And when I met Angela Lansbury during previews of Fiddler, 
Um, the stage manager. Because she was in Fifth on the Roof? This cat has more followers. <laughs> She's Sheldon Harnick's sister. Um, basically. <laughs> uh, I had just written, because you know, I have this blog. I have this blog called London Still, and I had, she was about to turn 90. And I thought, I better tell this woman how I feel in some public format. Yeah, yeah. Because she's turning 90. Right. TikTok. Right. Um, so I, I mean, but in all seriousness, it took me like a couple of weeks to gather my thoughts and be both self-deprecating and sincere about it. And I wrote this, re- this, it was called An Open Letter to Angela Lansbury for her 90th birthday. And my producer, Jeffrey Richards, who was producer of Fiddler on the Roof, is friends with her and sent her the post. And she wrote back. Oh so God. my favorite part, P.S. of my, I know she was like, it was, it couldn't have been more generous and more amazing. And the other thing is, um, the three of you, anyone listening, we all have those role models, right? Mm-hmm. But we, ha- I think in life we have very few idols, right? I have a lot of role models. I have a lot of people that I look up to, that I'd like to emulate, that I'd love to get advice from. But true idolatry is sort of for me in my lifetime is really only given to Angela and it's for a number of reasons, but I wanted to express why. And the very few people can either identify that and know that you can express it and have that person read it. And then they write back. It was, it was beyond intense to then think that I would ever actually get to sort of face to face, have a moment with her, which is preposterous because of course, like at a certain point, again, I'm still just me binging Netflix on my sofa with the cat. Right. But at a certain point, right, and Murder, She Wrote, I've seen all of them like five times. Um, But, uh, you know, at a certain point you go, actually, we are all just actors, part of this industry and da da da. Mm -hmm. But so she she waited backstage um, and I was sort of confused because everyone on my floor was gone. I was like, okay, well, good night, everybody. No one was there. And I went down, and they said, Alexandra Silber, there's a very special guest waiting for you backstage. Yeah. I thought, who could it possibly be? And oh I, I couldn't think. I couldn't I even think. I would literally die. I would literally die. And the entire, not That's the entire cast, but a lot of the cast was down there holding their phone, waiting to watch <laughs> me meet Angela Lansbury. They, they had, like, already met her. And were like, hi, 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 hi. Yeah. But the actual <laughs> event is what... So I come around the corner, and I see the, the hair. I see the little head, you know? And I went... Oh my god! You know, and I thought, I'm I I look like a hobo. I look like a sincere Bohemian graduate student right now. I just I could you know. Oh my goodness! And um, I come around the corner, and and I'm in my head going, don't tell her about the cat. Don't tell her about the cat. Don't tell her about the cat. <laughs> and thank goodness I I kept it together and was able to say like, thank you for being my inspiration, my only idol. And she the, by the way, the entire video of it, thank you, Adam Cantor, <laughs> is on my Instagram feed. And I got to tell her, and she was like, you know, it's all in you. If I could be any part of your success, it makes me very happy. Sometimes oh. you get to meet your idols, you guys. That's so amazing. I know. Sometimes they're cool. And sometimes they're wonderful. And <laughs> in my open letter to her, I did all, I realized I did already tell her about the cat. <laughs> so she knew. She, she knew. She knew. Oh um, and it was funny, when I came home, I was just home, and I walked through my front door, and Tati always meets me at the door like a little, like a puppy. And I could, and I said, Tati, guess what? It's today. Oh. Yeah. And that was the end of my meeting at Lawrence Oh, that's so good. That's so, amazing. yeah, but no, so we should cage match about that sometimes. I mean, I'm just, I don't have her on my phone like that, so I mean, but she, I just love I'm her. I'm extremely upset I did not make an Angela Lansbury trivia. That would have been incredible. Oh. I, got a good one. I love her huh? so much, though. Um, oh, it'll be fine. 
What a great segue into Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I was actually like, my game? Oh no, I still have to, I still have to talk about it. Are they the people where they like, have you heard? Uh, yes. the people ever heard of. Yes. Closing the, the goddamn door. Yeah. Uh, so I just saw him as Charlie in Kinky Boots. Amen. In the Chocolate Factory. Um, and he was fantastic. I went in with a pretty blank slate on Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. I saw the Tony performance and then have never seen it. Have you never seen the film? Yes. I love the So movie. I had seen the, the film. So good. And that's all I knew. And then I knew that, like Cindy Lauper wrote it and like there were boots. And that <laughs> they, were they, were they were kinky. <laughs> there was dancing. I've known a few people in the cast. Um, but our friend Justin Colombo is making his Broadway debut in the ensemble right Yay. now. Yeah, Justin. Check mm-hmm. out his blog, Three Up, Three Down. It's mm-hmm. about baseball. baseball. It's mostly about the Mets, so like, forgive him for that. Let's go Mets. Um, I hate you. I have a Mets hat on right now. So do you really? It's so sweaty. It's so Ugh, sweaty. Are you trying to suck up to Brian? No, I just told my parents I wanted a New York hat that they could pick uh, if I was a Mets or a Yankee. I'm fan. in a different league. I'll buy I, you a I Phillies hat. I'm a, I'm a Detroit Tigers brawl. Oh, okay. To the death. Oh, I'm in Detroit. Listen, if you're going to be right? in the American League, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a. That's fine. As long as you're an American Yankees League fan. lady. Yeah, I mean. I love my Detroit-based sports in general. Go so. Pistons. Yeah, they're good. Go Pistons. I was like, the Red Wings. I used to have a really big Oh, I hate the Red Wings. Why? Because I'm a Devils fan. Okay, Oh, fine. I'm a Flyers fan, so. Anyway, Ugh. Philadelphia. Hockey's Back to kinky fun. boots. Yes. <laughs> there were boots. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, wrong sport. Florida Panthers fan. There you go. There, there it is. <laughs> Wait, Floridas have Panthers? No, but that's the, well. I and and in, in, in hockey, hockey they, they do. do. <laughs> I thought Florida had the Lightning. Is uh, that they just do. Tam- Tampa Bay? Florida has two hockey teams. Yeah, Florida New has York two has, baseball teams too. Yeah, but New York Florida's has three. Hot. Wait, does Florida have two baseball? That's teams? That's a very good point. Why do they know how to play hockey? They have hockey? two football teams: the Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. Three. And the Tampa Bay Chargers. I Buccaneers. Want, Buccaneers. I, guess, guys, I just want to focus Kevin this does Broadway sports. podcast. <laughs> guys, our new segment is Kevin Does Sports Ball. <laughs> so, so this kinky is how good Kinky Boots was. So Kinky Boots. <laughs> anyway. Does sports Ball, I love that. <laughs> so Kinky Boots was amazing. The Panic at the Disco audience made my life. Because... It was a bunch of girls slightly younger than me, which is interesting because I thought that they were popular when I was young, mm-hmm. but I think I maybe just missed them because it was all like... We got their like first like debut, but then I think they got... Like, we got their I think first they still younger. existed after I knew what they were right. because right. they it was a bunch of 21-year-old girls. still existed after I knew what they were. <laughs> well, clearly, because now he's in Kinky right. Boots. Um, he was good? He was amazing. Cool. Like, so good. Optioned up a ton, which I'm fine with. Riffed on things that I don't know if normally had riffs because I don't know the score, but like it was exciting to listen mm-hmm. to. Um, but because the like panic audience was so excited about him, mm-hmm. they got really excited about everything. Great. So Jay Harrison Gee, who played Lola, mm-hmm. got entrance applause in every scene. Great. The it's staged, like Lola always has an entrance. That's very true. Yeah. So there's always like this moment where like, well, where's Lola? Everyone turns. Right. Right. And then the entire audience would just erupt in applause for like her outfit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. 
And then just like, what's she going to do? I wish everyone did that when I walked into a room. Right? (laughs) So. We do. It was amazing. The performances were so fun. I'm glad I finally saw it. Yeah. Uh, Let's play a game. Let's play a game. I have a quiz. Oh, I love quizzes. Mm -hmm. So from stalking Wikipedia, I found that you've translated some Greek work. I have um, Kevin, can, would you tell everyone your double major? Oh yeah, I got a second degree in classical civilizations, oh, cool. studying Greek and Roman mythology. Oh boy, okay, I'm ready. Great. Let's do this. Um, I did not, so I wrote a quiz based on what I could understand from the internet's <laughs> version of Greek <laughs> adaptations. Yay! <laughs> so this is... So it's a quiz, uh, if you need multiple choice, you can have it, but I didn't think a lot of them needed multiple choice. Great. All right, let's try. Um, it'll go one at a time. Okay. And then just keep track of your own score. Oh, Whoa, okay. Great. And there, um, there is some bonus points at the end. Ready? Whoa. I'm a little nervous. Uh, who wants to go first? Should we do like a... Kevin should go first. I'll go first. He thinks he's so good at this. Okay. <laughs> you picked him a good question, Brian, because this one was written for you. Kevin. Yes. <laughs> good. In the DC comic book universe, okay. the Amazon queen... Oh, this Amazon queen is used as the mother of Wonder Woman. Um, it's... Uh, What's this noise? Hippolyta. That is correct. Good job, Kevin. Brian, would you have gotten that? Yes. Okay. Okay, Brian. That's me. (laughs) This is what was written for Kevin. This is perfect. How old is Percy Jackson in The Lightning Thief? 15. Wait. Incorrect. Before you answer. There, it is in multiple choice, yeah. Consider other ages that aren't 15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like going to go your clothes. Okay. <laughs> 17. 12. What? He's very According much to the Lightning Thief, the musical in Wikipedia, the, in the book, he's Percy Jackson younger. is 12. Yeah. What's, did he change middle schools at the beginning? It's yeah. a YA no. work. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris McCarroll was 12. Great. Okay. Oh, so to continue on the Percy Jackson, the lightning thief. Oh, gosh, okay. Who is Percy Jackson's dad? Poseidon. Also, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's pretty obvious. Poseidon. He's sweating the whole time. God of the sea. That is correct. In in Greek mythology. (laughs) What is it in Roman? Neptune. Neptune. That's true. Yeah. It's lots of the planets. Neptune just makes me think (laughs) Veronica Mars. Because she lives in Neptune, California. Oh, I didn't right. know that. Okay, great. Good talk, good talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Kevin. Yes, ma'am. Who voiced Hercules in the Disney movie? Oh, so. um, that's a trick question. It is a trick question. So you have the possibility to get three points right now. Because, because there are multiple people. There were people. three voices for Hercules. Mm-hmm. The singing voice was, I don't know. I know this. <laughs> I do too. Would you like to make one random guess? Can I give you a clue? Sure. Supper time. Yes, I was going to say that. Really? That's yes. a really good what? clue. It's whoever, oh. Because that's about the, the year that he would have also been voicing this. Uh-huh. Yeah. The singer was Snoopy. You can go the distance. Yeah. He was, I don't know. He was also in Desperate Housewives. And he's oh, it's, also um, not an it's, old it's, what's Frankenstein. What's his name? Yes. Producers. I was going to say he was in... Uh, Producers. Brad, Young Brad, Frankenstein. No, Frankenstein. other one. Other one. Not Brad Just Oscar. switch. Right, it's... Um, <laughs> I can see him. Blank Simpson. Homer. Other one, his son. Bart. Oh, uh, Roger Bart. Yay! <laughs> you went the distance. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else want to go for the other two points? We have two points. I don't remember who played his actual voice. 
Um, Tate Donovan was old Hercules. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> no, Tate Donovan was on TV. He was on... Uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, mom loves him. Yeah. He was on uh, Damages. Yeah. He's he cute. Um, and <laughs> Josh Keaton was oh, young Hercules. Michael's cousin. But he is the Flash in all of the current cartoons. Oh, cool. Says IMDb. Cool. Great. This is fun. I'm having Great. a good time. I want everyone to know that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still on the Hercules universe. Bless my soul. Who voiced Zeus? I know this one. I know this too. He has a crazy name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea. I, um, don't, That's uh, why I put it in. Uh, it was so good. He's, he's head of the MIB. Yeah. He was also in... Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Oh. Boom! I put it in Another with an exclamation point. I know, right? <laughs> this whole episode has just been amazing named people. Yeah, you're like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Torn, what do you want to name your son? Like, Rip. Well, we could name him... Slash? No. Well, we could name him Tim. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's a good name. Tim Torn is also a great it is. superhero. It is. Tim Torn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But no, you know, Rip, I think. Tim Torn, you think he's Superman? Oh! <laughs> Okay. That works. All right. Okay. What was the original working title for Lysistrata Jones? The musical? Mm-hmm. And what do you, the working title of the musical? Not it was the, the first the musical. based on? Correct. So the, before it was called Lysistrata Jones, it had a different title. Right. And then it switched its title because Bring It On was also coming to New oh, York I that see. season. Um, get It On? Don't get it on. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, don't get it on is a good one. Don't just, get it on. I'm, I'm more familiar with the Aristophanes. So. <laughs> don't get it on. Don't get it on is all I'm going to offer. Thinking of it that way, this is an interesting Sad title for it. It was called Give It Up. Oh, cool. Okay. Which is more from the, the male point of view. I like cheers. Don't. Of this. Get it, get it on. Don't get it on. Don't get it on. I like that better. I'm in. Great. All right, Kevin. Yes. Hercules. Yes. Or as oh. some may say, the original Percy Jackson. Heracles. Exactly. Is a demigod in the actual myth, not the full god of Zeus and Hera, like they say in Disney World. Correct. Who is Hercules' mortal mother? Her name is... This one I do have multiple choice it for. It begins with an A. Then I'm not giving you the multiple choice. <laughs> don't. It's... Uh. <laughs> Oh God! What is her? Is it? I want to say it's Alcimina, but it's it's. Uh, Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's Al, Al Silps. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Al. Uh, is that what you tried to say? Yes. Okay. What did you say? I, it said. Alcimina. Al, how would you say that? You actually can say that correctly. Al, I would say Alcimi. Alcimi. Yeah, but I I'm not a. Greek speaker. Uh, no, but that's that's good. Those are good. Those are good questions. Yeah. Are there I more? Found, I read a, a really... Lo- I spent a long time of reading Hercules' um, Disney movie versus myth, oh, and then yeah. I realized I had to make more questions. Oh, like all the so, and the Hydra and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Real interesting. Brian. That's me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This was also written for Kevin. Huh. General Ezra Manon was the Agamemnon character in the adaptation of what Greek play? Um, Antigone. No. The oh of Greek. Wait, oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. General Ezra Manon was the Agamemnon character in what adaptation 
of what Greek play? The oh, Iliad. It's a two-part. The Iliad? It's a two-part. Two so it's a modern adaptation with a modern title, but you also need to give me the Greek title. But if I don't know the... I think he's right. I mean, the Iliad is part, right? Mm, no. Wait, the Odyssey? Oh. Wait, Agamemnon? Agamemnon is Antigone's father, correct? No, that's Oedipus. It's Oedipus. No. Oedipus is Antigone's father. I wrote an Antigone adaptation. Wait. So, yeah, it... Agamemnon is whose father? Is the Agamemnon brother of... killed his daughter to be able to go... I don't know, know the answer. Oh, that's who it is. He's, Iphigenia. Okay. It, he's, the, he's the father of Orestes, Iphigenia, and Electra. The wife of Clytemnestra. The husband of Clytemnestra. Brian, would you like to well, pass this? It's the house of Atreus. So it's, and there's a Euripides and Sophocles. And he's cuckolded by... Clytemnestra uh, and, and Aegisthus. Aegisthus. That's it. Aegisthus. <laughs> I'm bringing it. I'm bringing my classical theater degree yes. today. I don't know this. I don't know this. Okay, Brian, you may pass Wait, to someone Ezra who you think something? might know the answer. Wait, I don't understand the question. I think I had too much wine. Oh, I switched to wine. I think, that, I think we got so there. So in a modern... In a modern retelling of, of Electra. What play... Electra? We got that. Agamemnon is renamed General Ezra Manon. It premiered in New York in 1931. Thanks. I have no idea. Does anyone Kevin, have any idea? Kevin or... I don't care if I answered it. Could it be Morning Becomes Electra? It could. And what's the... And the adaptation of what Greek play? Um... The Oresteia. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I knew that one. Well done. I, I like went deep in Wikipedia. Really proud of myself Damn. right now. That's a, that's a deep one. cut. That was a deep cut. So the but that's um, so uh, by by I believe Eugene O'Neill. That is correct. Um, which is, I know him. Mm-hmm, I know him. He has a theater. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's great. Um, Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> all about what happens to Orestes after he. Uh, kills his mother and her lover Clytemnestra just this to to uh, right the wrongs and end the curse of the house of Atreus woof am yeah. I right Greeks and, am I right and so, Eugene O'Neill in 1931 was making his comment on how all familial uh, inheritance emotional inheritance is not just for the Greeks but that we do it in America as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you can't take it with you am I right <laughs> all right. It's all Greek to me, Brian. <laughs> ah, yes! Hey. Oh, that's so good. All right, are you ready for the lightning round? Mm-hmm. There's a light- lightning The present. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, lightning round. Lightning round. Focus, focus. Just everyone gets one point for each musical that they can name that utilizes a Greek chorus. Fantastic. We'll start with Kevin. Legally Blonde. The uh, pre cut Spider Man. Mm. Merrily we roll along. Very good. Um, uh, uh, let's try Jones. The frogs. Sure, I don't have it written down. I was going to let it, all of us judge each other. <laughs> oh, uh, Love Story the Musical. Words. The only one I wrote down none of you have said yet. Oh, oh interesting. You so Greek course. I wrote musical. my thesis on it. That's a hint for any of you who know me really Candide. Well. Incorrect. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was in Candide in sophomore year. Um, the answer is... Uh, Merrily? She always said no, Merrily. She said Merrily, but that's not what she wrote her thesis on. Mm. She wrote her thesis... No, you're right. It was Merrily and... Love My Music. No. Sweet Todd. That Sondheim learned uh, the I... mistakes from Oscar Hammerstein II. Oh, no, I can't. In it. which musical that flopped? Allegro. Allegro. Allegro, that's the one. I'm winning answer. this podcast today. You're really today. good today. Uh, so let's do rapid-fire questions with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Never been more ready! One, what's your favorite musical? Uh, favorite musical is Carousel. Why? Best score 
ever, complicated. It was also my favorite to perform. Okay, great. What, in, in two sentences, what is your book a, a, After Anatevka about? After Anatevka is about what happens to Hadl and Perchik after they meet in Siberia. Cool. What in three sentences, I'll give you three, have Ooh. you taken from doing Fiddler on the Roof multiple times? These are real intense answers. Um, my dad passed away when I was 18. So the first time when I played Huddle in London, I got to say goodbye to my dad, which I never got in my real life. Mm. And the second time when I did, played Seidel on Broadway, I got to dance with my father at my wedding. In three sentences, explain your show Arlington. A direct address sung through musical about a woman named Sarah Jane working through her husband Jerry being away at war somewhere in the Middle East. Um, She previously had one idea of what soldiers and soldiering should be and is, and she's wrestling with the reality of what it is. Okay. Broadway Records, you can get it there. Thank you. Um, We're going to do a little segment called Stage Door Stories. Can't wait. One, what is your craziest stage door story from here? What is your craziest stage door story in London? And what's the difference between stage dooring in London versus America? I think the craziest... um, I will say this. I was taught very early in my career, my very first show, which was The Woman in White, by Ruthie Henshaw. I love her so much. I know, who played my older sister, Marion, and has remained a very close friend. But you know, she was sort of my like mentor because I was just I was a teeny weeny little baby when mm-hmm. I did when I did that show. I was 21. I wasn't even done with school. And she always told me that <clears throat> meeting people and being gracious at stage door was act three of your job, which I loved. And she's like, mm. they don't, you know, we're not talking about a ton of time, but if they have enough courage to come backstage and thank you for your work, you know. It's, it's the last little act of your job. I always loved that. And it always kept it very clear to me that I could be honest and I could be open and I could be warm, but there was a different b- difference between friendly and friendship, you know? Yeah. Um, and I learned that quite early, which was great. So I think, I think the crazy stories, if you will, are the people that, where that line feels a little blurry, you know? Um, where the... Uh, you know, people will have read that my father has passed away or people have read that I... It's, it's, it's more than, like, just general fandom. It's wanting to make an intimate connection that isn't necessarily connected to friendship. Um, those are the moments where you, you don't quite know what to say or to offer those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to be gracious and you want to say supportive things, but you're not necessarily trained to or you don't right. necessarily know how. Um so those are the things that have always made me feel like, oh gosh, did I do the right thing? Or okay. did I say the right thing? Um, but there are also really great stories about, oh my gosh, that guy from elementary school that I was in art class with in the 90s is here with his family. That's so funny. Which are always, <laughs> you know, fun. I would say the biggest difference is sort of almost precisely what you would assume it is, which is there's a level of um, politeness and not wanting to cross an emotional barrier in the West End. Um, you know, there's a formality about what they ask of you. Um, you know, may I take a picture with you? Would it be possible to get an autograph? And um, 
And in America, it's much more direct, you know? Um, but again, that's sort of culturally in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think also just in general at the end of the day, I have noticed... You're another day older. I'm another... Correct. <laughs> I have noticed since... My, my career began in 2005 before Facebook and social media. Right. And mm. since, the, since in, the inclusion of social media in the theater scene... It's changed a lot. Well, on that note, let's play another game. Okay. okay. So, rapid fire game. I think this lends itself to it. <coughs> Great. In the vein of After Anatevka, yes. I have in the middle of the table um, some people that we don't hear from at the end of shows. Okay. And so you're going to just need to uh, take a piece of paper from the middle and just give me like a two to three sentence epilogue. Love it. Of okay. what happens to this person after they leave. Brian, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. After the incident in West Side Story, Officer Krupke decided to hang up his holster oh. and start a after-school program for troubled teens and really work through their gang issues and um, teach them different choreography. Mm. <laughs> Less snapping. Less snapping. Less jumping. More, more like Martha Graham feel, yeah. you know, less Jerome Robbins. Um, and um, he actually became a very big part of the community. They actually liked him, and they have a song. There's a song called Officer Krupke. Thanks for teaching us. You're great. You're really great. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Great. Right? Okay. Love that. Sadly... Mimi died. Uh, but I know. I know. But in the wake of her tragic death, Roger decided to dedicate himself to his personal health, oh. to AIDS advocacy, mm -hmm. and um, moved uptown. Changed it's it's his, quiet there. It's quiet uptown. Mm -hmm. Moved uptown, changed his name to Dan Smith, and now teaches you guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Great. Kevin? So, after Amy decided to marry Paul and not to marry Bobby, um, Bobby, baby. They Bobby, Bobby. ended up getting a really cute apartment, and Amy immediately gets pregnant and is one of those women who uh, goes a little cuckoo while she's pregnant, and she has her whole, I'm not having this baby today. <laughs> And um, she ends up uh, having the baby, and then like inside the little room where they keep all the babies after they've been had. The nursery. Yeah, that room. No, the, I think it's the baby had room. <laughs> <laughs> they actually like all of the babies do like a little microcosm, like a little mini like company, all with them, themselves and their baby. Baba, baba, baba. Yeah, they they, they name their baby. <laughs> Bobby Baby. And <laughs> Appropriately. So, so Bobby Baby has his little mini company inside. That's good. Great. That's very cute. Great. The Tenardiers, mm. after leaving Cosette and Marius's wedding, decide to leave France altogether. Great. Mm -hmm. Great idea. They make their way to New York City. Mm. As they would. Yeah. And they buy themselves a tiny little theater. And they name it the Imperial Aww. And little did they know, <laughs> 200 years later, their grandchildren would see them <laughs> with very odd costumes. It's so funny. I heard, robbing the dead. I heard a totally different story about them. Oh, did oh you? really? What did you hear? Tell I me heard... more. Tell me more. Oh, Do they well, have a car? I, they do. I, I, they moved to Miami. <laughs> did they get very far? Um, 
together, yes. Uh, to, Wherever they go. They they bought a an old folks home named Shady Pines. <laughs> and, they welcomed, this Shady Pines. and they welcomed the mother, Sophia Petrillo, of uh-huh. Dorothy Spornak, mm-hmm. played brilliantly by the original Vera Charles, Beatrice Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> This it. was fun. Yeah. Was super fun. Thanks so much for Amazing. joining us. Thank Guys, you so much. It's my honor, my pleasure. Thank you so much for oh, having me. Where can we get your uh, book? After Natevka is available on all major, at all major retailers, brick and mortar, as well as online, Kindle, Nook, all cool. downloadable forms. And I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. I have um, a talk coming up at the Drama Bookshop on July 24th here Ooh. in New York City, just around the corner. Oh, fact. just around there, everybody. Um, and I'm going to do... Is it do about being a renaissance woman, being a writer and a little an bit. actress and everything else? Yeah, a little bit. So it's going to be about how yeah, After Natevka came to be, um, you know, the difference between the act of writing and the act of acting. Um, but yeah, it's also going to be just a sort of, sort of purely literary event, but at Drama Bookshop, so on our home turf. Sounds great. July 24th, I think, awesome. 7 p.m. Yeah. Well, as a reminder, you can follow her at Al Silbs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. But in all seriousness, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if you're just listening for your first time. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. Um, we have some real, something really exciting coming yeah, up. Yeah, we're really excited. That you don't even Get know. Get into it. Get into it. Um, but we'd love to thank you for listening. Uh, we end every episode with a quote. Oh. And that quote is, stick with the sequel theme, hearts may get broken, love endures. Hearts may get broken. Love never dies. Love will continue. Oh I have that DVD. You just said hearts may be broken. Yeah, just no, so you know. You know, okay. It is what it is. We're okay. at the end of the episode. You know what that means. Um, <laughs> we after every ep- at the end oh, <laughs> at the end of every episode we raise our glasses. Yep. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah. Buy our book. Or, or rent it. Can you rent your book? Is it libraries yet? How does that work? I saw it in a library. That is how libraries work. I don't know. What's sure a library? It's a I have to go. It's Netflix for books. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.